What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love and give our thoughts about what we like and what we don't really like. I'm your co-host, Ben Rayside, and today we are traveling to Fox's X-Men universe as part of our Marvel movie marathon, where we watch every single Marvel film ever to be put to the big screen. But before we do so, I'd like to introduce to you the gentleman who make this show possible. Joining us today, as always, is Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here, and I'm, I'm ready to talk about X2. As am I. We also have Micah Head. Micah, how are you doing today? Well, I'm feeling a little uh, little different, a little mutated, if you will. Oh, as, very uh, nice. as we have some more warmer weather out, I'm uh, ready to talk about mutants. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, this warmer weather has given me a lot of allergies, so if I sound stuffy at all, that is the cause of it. But Man, it is. My eyes have been so itchy. I, have, <laughs> I am the same way, but we're not here to talk about allergies. We're here to talk about X2. Ooh, <laughs> yes, indeed. A lot of it, too. Uh, but let's... Uh, Let's get into it, boys. But before we do, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, where clips of this podcast go up every week. But if you want early access to these podcasts for our Marvel Movie Marathon, they are always up on Monday mornings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. A review on any of those sites would be greatly appreciated. But let's get into it, boys. Let's hit the hyperdrive. Let's open our TARDIS or our sling rings, and let's head over to Fox's X-Men universe. Mutants. Since the discovery of their existence, they have been regarded with fear, suspicion, often hatred. Across the planet, debate rages. Are mutants the next link in the evolutionary chain, or simply a new species of humanity fighting for their share of the world? Either way, it is an historical fact. Sharing the world has never been humanity's defining attribute. Alright guys, X2, or as it's also known, X2 X-Men United. Let's go for our initial thoughts as we go through this. I watched this on, mm, I think it was Wednesday night, so three three days ago. It's pretty fresh in my mind though, but Micah, what'd you think of X2? Uh, man, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I thought that it, overall, it focused more on, uh, compared to the first one, it focused more on the lore. I noticed there weren't as many action fighting sequences. There were a couple, because it is X-Men, so there are going to be those, but there weren't as many beat-em-ups and things like that in this one. So they focused a lot more on the character development. They addressed pretty much every problem we had with the first one. It was a good movie. I would agree with you, but Ethan, what are your initial thoughts of X2? I thought this movie does what the first one did, but they do everything better, in my opinion. For sure. Like action. Like I don't know what you're saying about not as much action. This There wasn't as much, but it was really good. Significantly more action than the really? first one, I think. Yeah. But no, I, I like all the characters. I like the new elements. There's some stuff I don't like. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But no, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Just, you gotta love it. One of the breakout stars that I found in this movie, not really breakout because she's in the first one, but I think her performance was really elevated in this one was, um, her name is Famke Jenkins, is it? 
Samke Jenkins? The person Ooh. who plays Jean Grey. Oh, Jean Grey, yeah. Jean Grey. Yeah, Samke she... Jenkins. Jansen. Famke Jansen. That, that's what her name is. Yes, my bad. No. Jean Grey was great in this movie. She was yeah. given a lot more to do. And I think you're right in saying that they improved upon most of my criticisms for X-Men 1. They give a lot more characters detail. And I just got to say, the way the movie starts off with this beautiful action sequence right throughout the White House with Nightcrawler, mm -hmm. who was a fan favorite in the TV show and all throughout the comics. I think that's why they put him in this movie. Because if you watch it, he's not really that important throughout the rest of it. Like mm -hmm. I feel like he's more shoehorned in. But that beginning sequence where he goes throughout the White House and wrecks everyone is Beautiful. Dies Irae playing in the background. Yes. Epic song. I will say this. As epic songs go, the theme song goes so hard. That is my first note. John Ottoman, who does the score for this and many other X-Men movies, does such a fantastic job. It is it is the first – like there's the Spider-Man theme, but this X-Men theme I've always really liked and now it's growing on me even more. It is so good. I'm – the score throughout the movie, though, is not the greatest thing. And that is one of my criticisms. But that main theme, though. At least they got the theme, man. <laughs> that main theme is so, so good. But anyway, let's just let's just kind of talk about the characters majorly. Because Wolverine, where we leave him in the first one, he's going off to go seek and find his past. Who we find out in this movie that Charles Xavier and Magneto, they know about what's going on with him. We also get the introduction to a new character, William Stryker, who knows a lot about Wolverine's past. And if you've seen X-Men Origins Wolverine, a lot of this actually fits in with that movie because he's worked as on a team throughout all of his older years. And now, like, it totally fits in well. Like, the X-Men franchise is criticized for not having a very coherent timeline. And let me get this straight. It definitely doesn't have a clear timeline. It's it's really whack. But that little specific I think it's moment, funny how you're surprised that X-Men Origins Wolverine is, is like, it fits in this, the timeline. Like. <laughs> it, it, it's just, a lot of people really don't like that movie. I know some of the later movies don't fit and, very well into a timeline. So oh my I guess it is a plus. Listen, so technically Dark Phoenix, which was released in 2019, takes place 10 years before the first X-Men movie. And they do not in a different look. timeline though. So it's is it a different timeline? Yeah, it's a, it's a different timeline. All the movies after uh, Days of Future Past, I think, are in a separate timeline, kind of like Back to the Future. They go back in time, change the entire future. But even so, it's the '90s, and then ten years later in the 2000s, they're supposed to look like Patrick Stewart and. Ian McKellen. I think looks of the characters is the the least of our concern when it comes to uh, that. Hey, you know, <laughs> running a running a school could cause you to look like that, and you're being, the stress of yeah, running, the, and running the an underground mutant under, an underground mutant rebellion thing. That, sure, I can see some wrinkles for him. Plus, you don't know what happened to him after New Mutants came out. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> oh, let's not <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit trail because that is. One of the worst Marvel movies ever made. You think Daredevil was bad? Try watching New Mutants. I haven't seen it yet. Excited. That's what, in like two years? Yeah, right. <laughs> two years. But any, like, you said this. Wolverine, he continues his, like, it's so nice to say that even with all of this age, I mean, this movie came out in 2004, Wolverine is still the coolest character out there. He comes in, your bike needs gas. 
He's like, then fill her up. <laughs> like, he's just so cool, man. I don't know. Wolverine is just the coolest. You know, what I love about this movie, though, is it does make Wolverine look awesome still. But we also get character development for everyone else. That was a criticism, a huge criticism I had for the first movie was that we only focused on uh, Charles, uh, Eric, Magneto, and Logan. Yes. We only focused on those three, really. And in this movie, we finally get... We finally get Storm. We finally get Jean Grey. We finally get yeah. a bit more a Rogue. I feel like Rogue's relationship with uh, Bobby Bobby was yeah. way better in this movie than than in the other one. So well, they don't really have a big relationship. Yeah, in the first yeah. One. I think that her acting's better in this movie. She didn't start yes. with a garbage accent and then it faded away. I think so. it's good because she's not in it as much. Mm -hmm. Her role is greatly reduced, and that she, helps her. It does. It totally does. And she's there. To help out Logan, but you can tell that she is there because she was in the first one. Mm. She's given more to do be only because she was in the first one. Along with um, Iceman. I forget his name. It's I think it's something Drake or something. I, Bobby Drake. Bobby Drake. That's, yeah, that's Bobby. who it is. Yes. Um, but I think you're right in saying that everything is pretty much better in this film. Cerebral. Except... Except Cyclops still doesn't get no, much character true. development. Yeah. James he's Morrison. the only one. He's the only one. But I think that now that uh, spoiler, since we just started, but at the end, since Jean Grey is now presumed dead, uh, which we'll see, uh, <laughs> Cyclops <laughs> will have some character development. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. In the, uh, the okay, next you think so, the Last Stand will give us some character development? Uh, if I remember correctly, I think he does. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it definitely doesn't happen. I don't know. But I'm pretty... Find out. No, nah, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. we'll find I, out. I, from what I remember, I'm pretty sure he does not get much to do in Last Stand either. But I would say... I think we get some as Logan and Cyclops are kind of mourning together. They're like, oh man, I can't... No, move. yeah, that was actually really good. That was really good because both of these guys... You have the love triangle, which works really well in this film. But they're all kind of really sad and... Their emotion when she does end up sacrificing herself, which I've wrote down here, is done really, really well. Oh, man. They're mourning Jackman, together. James they're Marston. acting. Both of them, they're sitting there like not like they're angry, but they're like embracing each other. And it's just you really feel that, emo that mm -hmm. moment. They do it really well, in my opinion. So good. I think I was taken out of the emotional impact at the end because they're X-Men. Three of them could have stopped what was happening. You know, Bobby Drake could have went down there, froze the water. You could have had Storm. I don't think uh, he's strong enough. I think, I just think there are two scenes in this movie where their powers are kind of have, they have to weaken them down just to make the scene make sense. But I, I don't think, think Gene would have allowed that. Well. Yeah, I mean, you see Nightcrawler, he wants to go yes. help her, but. Yeah. He's like, she's, she's blocked me out. So maybe that was the case with all of them. I think you could explain that. But I think if you, if you take that approach and you apply it to any situation in superhero movies, oh, ever, of course. I think, I don't know if I really like, I get that it might take your emotion out, but I don't know if I like really like, I'm not mad at that, you know? Cause if you think about it, in No Way Home, I mean, Doctor Strange Doctor could have done yeah. anything to one v one could have collapsed Spider Man any day, <laughs> any day. I still, I'm like a little weirded out that Spider Man did end up winning that. Yeah, fight. geometry. <laughs> like it's it's a little strange, but that's No Way Home. I I 
that's when it hit me though when when Wolverine and Cyclops are embracing each other and yeah, yeah. like no she can't be gone I you feel that that's that's really good stuff I really like that and yeah. I also have a note here that Cerebro is done better in this film I don't know why it just it made a lot more sense the visuals were better in my opinion and I'm noticing a pattern from what I remember from last stand this goes the same way but you have to take uh you have to take bald guy. Charles Xavier. <laughs> bald guy? <laughs> call him bald guy? That's Come what, on. Dude, I... Call him Wheels. I blanked on his name. <laughs> yeah, I just call him Wheels. <laughs> I forgot his name. No, Charles Xavier. Charles Xavier. They have to weaken him in every one of these films. They have yeah. to take him out in a certain way because he's just too he's powerful. He's too OP. He's yeah. too OP. And I don't know if that's a good thing, but I like what they do in this film specifically, how they take him out because... He's literally, in the first movie, he's not given anything to do. He's just gone. But in this movie, he's trapped by what I believe is the mastermind in the comics. And, like, going through this whole psychological deal of him thinking he's saving people, but it's not really that. He's actually going to go, like, destroy people. I really like that they had something to do for him in this one rather than in the other ones. Yeah, you know? and that was uh, that was William Stryker's son. Jason. Jason. Yeah. Jason Stryker. As old, if not older, than his actual father. <laughs> like, he just no, not he, look, no, he I looked young enough to be his son. Really? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Sure. I, I didn't thought he looked that. fine. Sure I thought he just looked, man, just miserable. He did look disgusting. I, yeah. I will say that. <laughs> I would not want to be that guy. So, uh, did, you, did you guys notice that? Um, Storm, no, no, no. Storm didn't call her. The the kid version of what was the kid? The the guy, a striker. Ah, what was his name? <laughs> I forgot it already. Shoot, William, William Stryker's kids. Oh, Jason. Jason Stryker. When he was in their brains, he had the the kid. Yeah. Appearance. Yeah. Uh, Nightcrawler called that kid a girl. Did you notice that? Captions had her as a girl, too. Oh, was it a girl? Didn't she look I like... Think I think it was a girl. I thought like, that was... She looked like a girl, I'm pretty the way sure. I thought I that first, was supposed to be him younger. because That's that what I thought, promo. too. But the cap, close captions had it as a girl, and, yeah, uh, Nightcrawler why, called why her a girl, Why did they too. make it a girl? I don't know. I thought it was a dude. <laughs> I was... I, it looked like a girl to me, but I was kind of confused why they made it Because the eyes matched, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, well, yeah, yeah, that was, that was a big part of it. Yeah, so one thing I really like about this movie is just laying the groundwork also on just the the humans versus mutants. Mm -hmm. Just continuing to build on that. I think it's done so well in this movie when you have the, the museum scene and then you have the, the scene at Bobby Drake's house. That one, yes. And then you have the, um, what is it, the scene, there's a third scene too. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it, but I, I, I love those scenes and just, it's all just setting the stone because the villains in these movies are just uh, the mutants versus the humans. Like, that's mm. that's the main thing. There's always going to be things thrown in there, but that end of the day, that's what... Well, that's what we have two conflicts, right? We have humans versus all mutants, and then we have... Um, we can split that even further into mutants versus mutants. The ones that are wanting to destroy the humans and then the ones that want to befriend the humans. So we have Charles's group where, you know, they want to get along, and then we have... Wait... Yeah, and then we've got Eric's group where he doesn't want to get along. So it's, I, I love that 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 contrast between the two because Eric will still have the same goals in mind. Yeah. He still wants to destroy. He knows exactly what he's doing, but he goes to the 
to Logan and his group and befriends them so that they can take down the humans for the short time while they try to figure out their own motives, right? Well, Eric already knows that he's going to flip the whole thing and try to kill all the humans. <laughs> and that's the good part about it. Their struggle to where they both technically want the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's just the way they go about doing it is totally the wrong way. Of, but I, And that's the beauty of this film, X-Men United, which is a better title. I don't, and everywhere I found it, it was X2. Except for I think your DVD said... Mine said X-Men 2. X-Men 2. <laughs> Mine was the, the Region B, so that's European... Disney Plus has it as X2, which is where I watched it. My DVD has it as X2. I don't, I don't know. I, many titles for this film. But that, that is one of the good things about this film. It's because you unite both of them, and now they're on a common goal. I think having William Stryker, who plays a great villain, that was a really good decision because now they're, they can team up while also being f foils to each other. Mm. Because Pyro, who starts with the good guys then falls over to the bad guys because he realizes that, hey, you know what? I can be really powerful. I can be more than just a student fearing humans where everyone basically is at Charles' school. Now I can go and actually be somebody. Mm -hmm. And to a lot of mutants, I'm pretty sure that's where you'd want to be, especially if you've been uh, faced with all this prejudice your whole life. And none is that nowhere is that more evident than when you go to Bobby Drake's house. What does his mom say? She says, "Have you tried not being a mutant?" Yes. <laughs> Have you tried not being a mutant? That scene reminded me of of a, a kid trying to come out to his yes. parents as being gay. I was gay. getting that. Yes. So. Have you tried not being a mutant? <laughs> that was hilarious. Yes. And to that, it's just it's it's really nice that you can take that. And I think if 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 Marvel is to make more of these films. Especially in, I mean, because this was 2004. You can draw, obviously draw the parallels, but it's not specifically that. If you make these films now in this day and age, I think it will hit harder to that type of storytelling. So I think that was definitely. I love uh, how the, the themes of these movies are so timeless. Yes. They can be applied because they're, they're conflicts that people go through all mm -hmm. the time. Uh, you know, there's a struggle between parents and. And kids, if they have some sort of different opinion about what's going on or um, pe the people versus the government and then the government versus the people, people versus people versus the, you know, that everyone has these extremist opinions. And I think that it's just a timeless story that we can just keep watching. <laughs> everyone has experienced some form of prejudice against them in their life, whether mm -hmm. that be like a small bullying or legitimately making fun of you because of your race. And all of that is in here while taking a superhero lens to it. Like, mm -hmm. and, and this is the way to do politics in your superhero movies. Making it a part of your plot and the superhuman abilities. Weaving it like that. If there's a fine line between, you know, there's an easy way to get it right and there's an easy way to get it wrong. And this gets it right by including politics in the superhero stories. I you don't want it to be forced. It's just you can immediately tell by the message that they're trying to make with mutants, this fictional group. But hey, this can also be applied to the Any real world. Any group with a prejudice against them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I love how it shows all sides of this argument too. So you get to see like by the end of this movie, I was thinking, well, should mutants have some sort of restriction to them? Because there are some very dangerous mutants out there. And, you know, we like to say that Charles is a good guy, but... 
Charles is the most dangerous of them all. Legit. And we see that in Logan. We see exactly what happens when they don't restrict the the mutants in Logan. So every time that we have Charles, in this movie particularly, where he's uh, threatening the entire human race... that's you know at the, end of, at the end of the movie, he literally slows down all of time and goes into the White House with all of his like X Men. How easy? Like I I don't Should. fault the U.S. government for being like yo, maybe this is a little bit weird that you can just do this. Yeah, you know, enter the White House with I I would be paranoid from that too. But like but like any great debate, both sides you can see them wanting what they want and. It making sense if you're sitting in in both sides and you're looking at the other side. You're like, of mm. course they should do that. Then you go to the other side. Of course they should do that. It's just like, what side are you on? Mm. And then with with the X Men, they're not really doing the government any favors too. They're not registering their planes, their huge jets that they fly <laughs> all the time. They're not, you know, they're hiding secrets from the government. And you know, if they had this, well, not only. Hiding it, it, secrets from the government by hiding secrets from the kids' parents. Yeah, who are going them too. To the yeah. Like, who's going to support these people that have all these secrets? Because who knows what else they have? Exactly. And, and it's not like it affects them too much because the school continues after this movie. After it's raided, the the school is raided in this movie. People are taken captive. Yes. This, this place is a well known location now. Well, but they continue school there, and it's fine. So that scene is so good. Because you get a lot of Easter eggs between X-Men, most famously Colossus, who turns all of his skin all to metal. I thought like, that was Silver Surfer. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> no. well, wait for Fantastic well, Four. Since we're on the topic of Colossus, I just I want to highlight him and his character. Because there in the movie, Colossus takes a group of children through the tunnels. You don't see him or that group of children for the rest of the film. They're just there at the end with Professor X in the classroom. Like, I want to give Colossus some respect he deserves because while we were watching this movie, well, Logan had, what, two kids with him? Three, maybe? He had, what, Rogue, Bobby, and Pyro? Yep. Yeah, and we focus on Logan. Colossus is over here with 30-plus children (laughs) running from these guys raiding the... Running from Strikers Men. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I legitimately, wh- where did they go? They're just at the end of the movie. Like, what did they just hide in bushes when they went outside? Yeah, that's a that's an anthology that we need tacked on to this. The post credit scene, dude. I didn't know that was Colossus. I, like, <laughs> yeah, dude. That that's the same dude in Deadpool, right? The same yes. timeline. Oh, so this is the same. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Although he wasn't. Or would Deadpool be MCU timeline? Oh, I don't know. No, Deadpool's Deadpool is part of the X Men. Yeah, it's, I'm I think it's fairly athlete. certain. Yes. Yeah. So but then that should be the same Colossus. It should be, but it might be a different timeline. I don't know. <laughs> like it might be that X Men. I don't remember which movie it is, but this actor does return and plays Colossus again. Mm. Oh, then it's probably. Oh, it might be in X Men: uh, Age of Apocalypse. He might be in that movie, or just uh, Apocalypse. He might be in that one. Yeah. But would. I also want to highlight. Wolverine in the He's mansion in sequence. Future past. His like, his like brutality in that movie, in in those sequences where he like he just screams at the guy, and you can see like his veins like popping out of it. Like holy crap! He's like, he is shoot man. Do we get our first Wolverine jump where mm-hmm. he, he jumps yes. out the banister, feet behind yes. his head? Yes. <laughs> Jackman is great in this movie, and 
just the the school raid scene is no exception. He is just brutal, and you love to see it. I wish, like, I wish I could go back and not know about Wolverine's origins and watch this movie because I feel like I'd be way more into it, you know, because it's revealed throughout all this film. Mm-hmm. I like, like they really should have called this uh, trilogy, the X Men trilogy, these three, Wolverine and the X Men, because he is yeah. just he's such a heavy focus. And then you have the other X-Men. Well, all of X-Men. Yeah. All of X-Men is Wolverine and the X-Men. It's it's never really not about Logan. Why did he become so great? Because he was big in the comics, obviously. Yeah. But, like, why is it just Hugh Jackman? He's not the leader of the X-Men. It's because this like movie the... and the scenes they give him in this yeah. movie. Yeah. That's a good point. He's just so good in this movie, man. Like, brutal, great acting from Hugh Jackman. The way he finds out and portrays, like, when he... Finds out where he's from, who's connected to it, the betrayal from uh, Xavier and Eric about not telling him. I, I think he just he just does really well. There's also a scene with. Did you guys catch the Easter eggs with um, Rogue as she's looking through the computer? Um, Mystique. Mystique. Mis- yeah. Mystique. I think they're the same thing. Oh Mystique no, I didn't Rogue. catch those. I was writing notes at the time. I, I left that home. Looked through every single name. She goes on this thing, and you see a bunch of list of names. I looked at every single name, and every single one is a major X Men in the comics. But the ones that stood out were Gambit, Psylocke, Banshee, Silver Samurai, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch. Whoa. And uh, Maximoff twins were there. Wade Wilson's name was on there too. Was it really? I yeah. missed that one. Yeah, he's huge about Striker. That's. That's how Wade Wilson got his powers, too. Interesting. I think I did know that. We'll actually. learn that in X-Men Origins. Because yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was Logan's Wolverine. ops buddy. They went on missions together. Yes. Also, when they leave the mansion after that scene, the casual uh, sync bye-bye-bye <laughs> into radio <laughs> that, <laughs> that plays. I hate awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, right. He turns it on and boom. I wonder how much, like, did they pay to get that song in? Or did they actually just turn on the radio and that was the song playing? <laughs> Also, NSYNC is way older than I thought they were, but I don't know anything about music. I like this is 2004. I thought NSYNC was past this time, but I, I could be wrong. I don't know anything about that. Also, another restrike. Oh, yeah, they're from the 90s, weren't they? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Hank McCoy was also on TV um, when Mystique is in that bar. Oh yeah, that scene. <laughs> no, that well, scene. before that scene, you see. Hank McCoy, who's Beast in the comics, on t- on television, who I think he makes an appearance in Last Stand, I'm pretty sure. But that was a cool Easter egg. Beast, know. not Beast Boy, right? Different? Not <laughs> Beast Boy. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's DC that's anyway. DC. That's DC. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> little, did you ever watch Teen Titans Go? Yeah, I love that show. I love that show. The first season. I got, it gets a little bad. I gets a little bad afterwards because it's not really like a – it's a comedy show. It's a it's a stupid Cartoon Network show. I oh, mean, yeah. Beast but it was hilarious. actually funny. Yeah, no. Beast is a... Yeah, we, we get Beast later Beast. in the show. We get uh, later in the movie series. We got him in Last Stand, Future Past. He's a major character coming up. Uh-huh. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Indeed. He's like the Tony Stark. He's the Tony one that Stark connects the government and the mutants. He is the leader of that. Basically, he's Smart Hulk. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure he can control when he... Dr. Hulk. Uh, turns into, Professor yeah. Hulk. Yeah. Professor Hulk, that's what it was. Pretty much. That's that's who he is. Um, I also want to say action in this movie was phenomenal. Mm. Like, way better than the first one. There's no scenes of Wolverine 
spinning around 360 on the Statue of Liberty like yeah, that. Unfortunately, I, <laughs> I didn't see any bit of wacky CGI. I don't think like <laughs> it's weird because in the last few movies we've had like a CGI model of someone and it hasn't really looked the greatest. Oh yeah, age. just more looked like a video game. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think there was anything in this movie that I caught. The only thing person-wise that I've started to notice now that we've been watching all these Marvel movies is contact lenses. You guys notice that at all? Because contact lenses they don't expand and contract like your normal pupil would. So it's just a static eyeball pretty much hanging out and I it, it gets on my nerves now. I'm like Ah, that's Who so was wearing them in this movie? Everyone? Uh, everyone, uh, what's his name? I, I keep forgetting it. Stryker kid. Jason. <laughs> oh, really? Jason Stryker is wearing them. Uh, Mystique, they actually switched to CGI. She had contact lenses in the first one, uh -huh. but now she has uh, oh, CGI. I did notice that. Yeah, her eyes did look a little mm. more. So now they're better. Yes. Mm. I. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Mystique in this movie just just like the first one continues to be the most useful member of. Oh yeah, X Men the first one. I didn't really care for Mystique as much. Like she had some cool things, but this one, like half the movie is about she Mystique. Is it's awesome. Envy, envy yeah. of this. The way she goes in and like takes out everyone and then goes to that computer and just she is the most useful. She is person. Magneto's little spy dude. <laughs> like this is. <laughs> well, they. I think that I love her side mission trying to get her out of that. I think that relationship is explored more in the the prequel X-Men yes. films. Yeah. Like she she's actually like one of the main players, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, when they That's where that meme comes from. Uh <laughs> show me your true the true uh Oh the perfection meme? Yeah. 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 Perfection. <laughs> yes. I've seen that meme so many times. No, yeah, but she continues to be the most valuable resource for Magneto and and the X-Men team, just with the whole breakout sequence of this film, everything she does to get Magneto out of the plastic prison yes. is so cool. Like, I always forget aspects of these films just because it's been forever since I've seen it. When she takes out the dude, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's just going to impersonate him and walk in. But no, she injects him with iron. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that was at first. I was like, yeah. uh, what does he inject? Speaking of that, the one – the the girl version of Wolverine, the the woman with the big claws yeah. at the end, how she dies with the adamantium pouring out of her skull is like, oh And yeah. when, like, <laughs> most things don't irk me a lot in movies, but when her head hits the bottom of that tank and you hear the, the thunk, yeah, I'm oh like, my oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Like, with these movies, like, they do a good job at making uh, just the villains tragic. Like not really with Stryker, mm -hmm. but Jason, his son. Holy crap! That is such a tragic story. Because what what does Stryker say? He says, "Yeah, when my wife found out uh, he was a mutant, she took a drill to the side of her head." No, and no, it's not because it's because she was being controlled by him. Oh, all that being she was just by him. so she needed to get the voices out. That's what she yeah. was saying. Which is holy crap! And <laughs> Stryker wanted. Uh, he brought. Uh, Jason, Jason Stryker? Oh, yes, I remember. All right. <laughs> he brought Jason Stryker to um, Professor X, hoping that he would cure him, not harness his abilities, not... Uh, at first, I thought that he was going to try to turn him into a super soldier, some mm -hmm. sort of um, mind machine that would benefit him in the military field, because that's what Stryker does. He gets all of these mutants or people with potential and then gives them abilities or whatnot. So... 
Um, I thought that's what he was trying to do with his kid, but instead he wanted him to be cured and stuff, but it didn't work. It helps you to change your view on these people. Like, oh, should I have sympathy for this? Yeah, yeah. Because Jason had no idea what was going on. He just wanted to make his dad proud. And I thought that was so tragic. Like, dad's going to be mad at me when things were going bad. And it's even more tragic when uh, Cerebro is blowing up mm. and Nightcrawler's jumping in there to save everyone. Oh, and he's just there. And he just leaves Jason and behind. And Cerebro, yeah. too, is falling oh, apart. Yes. Holy crap. That was awful. Dude, that hits you so hard that he just leaves it. I forgot about that scene. I sat there and watched it. It's one of those moments where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm watching a, a pre-MCU film. Like... That stuff can just happen. Like, they can just it's, there's just people. those random moments in these movies where you're like, oh my this gosh. show is dark. Oh God. <laughs> like, it's, it's not owned by Disney. This is just a, yeah, put whatever you want in this film. I wonder how much studio intervention these movies have. Like, because it's not a part of a big timeline of movies that they events need to happen and everything. I, do, I think they just give them to them, right? Pretty like, much. Hey, I mean, they've got, the film. what's his name, Aviarad? Still, I think he was part of this. So producer. I know in the raid scene of the the school, they have to cut some Wolverine scenes out because oh, they were man. too violent. Okay, I can see that. Okay. But they really told the line with this. Like, they I do. mean, the lack of blood in some of it is a little unbelievable. But when he stabs the guy through the fridge, I think that is just such a good scene. And then he falls down. You see the the holes in the fridge. Yes. Such a good detail. Well, that's the thing. I can excuse them not being accurate with, like, blood and stuff when the action's really good. And the action's so good in this movie. Like, everything. What I hate watching action sequences is when there's a bunch of quick cuts. Like, boom, 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 boom. And it's like, all right, I can't even really tell what just happened there. Did you kick him across the face? Which is why the best fight choreography I've ever seen comes from the Netflix series of Daredevil. Because... Many of the times you're watching it and it's one cut and everything is smooth and brutal and it hits you hard. And this movie had a lot of that. Now, there were certain sequences where it was cut, but a lot of it was just really right there and brutal. Like a lot of zoom ins when Wolverine is just absolutely tearing shreds. The scene, I think I mentioned this already though, but when Wolverine is fighting that long nailed adamantium girl at the end, that's it. What, what's her name? That sequence is so good. Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, what's her What's her face? Oh, Jubilation. Jubilation Lee. Is that her? Yeah. That, when he fights her, that whole sequence at the end is so good. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sorry. I was reading this trivia where um, when uh, he was, when uh, Hugh Jackman was nude, after he oh, jumped yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. he turned a corner and all of the female cast was there with dollar bills and hooting and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no way, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> now that is When did he have no clothes in this movie? What uh in the flashback. After he got his uh adamantium. Oh, yeah, so we had the So had the adamantium <laughs> knives out. Second nude person in the in our Marvel watch through, just so you know. They were first fully nude. Yeah, let's keep <laughs> let's keep let's keep account of that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Nude number two. Let's go. We will see many more. <laughs> what? I've. Well, I mean, you can count Mystique. I mean, she's pretty much nude throughout this whole film. I guess so. But like, she is Hugh, rogue. Hugh Jackman sure. does not have any clothes. No, no, no. It is. What? Oh no, it's not rogue. It's Raven. Raven. 
That's who they call Rogue it. is the other Rogue character. Rogue is the other character. You're right. I'm yeah, stupid. Rogue's the girl. The little girl. The, you know, the Rogue and Bobby. Dude, is the X-Men Origins, um, the X-Men Days of Future Past, isn't there a Rogue cut of that? There's like a, a weird, weird cut of the Days of Future Past movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, there's another cut of it. Oh, I'm wondering what we'll do when we watch that. Anyway, we're not talking know. about That's that. That's in a while. So. That's in a while. I, absolutely. But um, how do we feel about the villains in this movie, about how they're portrayed? We kind of talked about it already. But So who are the villains? Well, we... I That's wa- a moral I wanna, question. <laughs> in my opinion, the villains are Stryker and his whole team. Like mm-hmm. that, without a doubt. I mean, Ian McKellen... And, he and has evil motives. He does, but I'm pretty sure the main antagonist of this film is Stryker. Because mm. he's not only after Wolverine and the past that he's obviously been through him with, but he's also against all of the mutant school and everything like that. Do you guys like his portrayal? I like him. I think the final fight with him is kind of disappointing, but everything leading up to it is really good because he's not really the physical threat you'd want your big boss to be. True. But he has the resources, the men. But they do show that he can be a physical threat because in uh, in the plastic prison, we see that he has the serum that helps to get control Mm. of all these mutants. Mm. He has this mind control serum. Where they just do whatever uh, Stryker tells them to do. So he's beaten down on on Eric Magneto. Yeah. My man. Ah, you know, our villain from yeah. the first movie is brought down to size because of this serum stuff. Yes. I just think Brian Cox's performance is so, so good in this movie. He is such a presence as a villain. And not even like... Because you know how... Kingpin had a presence in Daredevil, you know, Green Goblin has a presence there and he's not really the physical manifestation of the fight like you guys said, but like he is just, he's there and his acting ability is great when he's whispering into Charles Xavier's ear saying, I I need you to find all the mutants. Like it's menacing. He's a, he is a menace in this movie. He's just a straight up menace. I think he's done really well, even though he has no superpowers. He is that government threat. I guess is what you could say. He has more than superpowers. He's got control. And if you have control, yes. then you can have all of the superpowers. Because he had control of Nightcrawler. That was the whole beginning of the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, and if we're comparing him to Senator Kelly in the last movie, he is a significant upgrade. I was surprised Senator he showed Kelly up in was, this movie. Yeah. At, at the beginning. That was kind of a cool thing. But also, he's probably uh, rogue. I mean, uh, not rogue. Mystique, right? Oh, yeah. They do the little eye flash scene and... Because he died in the last I mean, movie. I missed that one. Yeah. Wasn't he the guy who turned into jelly? Yeah. yeah. He died. <laughs> he, he died. Yeah, he definitely he died. He died at the end of the last movie. Um, Mystique is impersonating him. Mm-hmm. Which this mm-hmm. movie yes, takes yes. place three weeks after the last one. Is it really only three weeks? Yeah, it came out three years later, but in the timeline, it takes place. Was it three weeks. years? I'm, was it Or was it four years? Because this was 2004, right? Oh, no. It was... Uh, no, it takes place in the timeline a couple of weeks after. No, I know, but it when came it out three, out, three years after. Oh, this was in 2003. Okay. Yeah, so this uh, first one came out on July 14, 2000. This one came out on May 2nd, 2003. How many movies do we have in 2003? 2003, we have three movies. Daredevil, X2, and Hulk. 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 Not oh, the Incredible Hulk. Is, just Hulk. Is Hulk next? Yeah, Hulk, Hulk is Hulk. next. I've never seen this one, but I've I actually either. always wanted to watch well, this movie. I think I have seen Hulk. Um, cause when I was watching the Incredible Hulk last time, I was like, 
doesn't this happen? Doesn't this happen? That, but it didn't happen. So it oh, must have been from okay. this other Hulk oh, movie. Okay. Okay. It must have been from this other Hulk it. movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's talk about the heroes then, because the villains, and then you have the heroes. I well, like, can, can we talk about Magneto for a little longer? All right. Yes. Just absolutely. Absolutely. Like I was going to include him in that group. Okay. But, your big problem with. Uh, the first one is you don't think Ian McKellen is young enough or intimidating enough. How did you feel as him being intimidating in this film? He was better because especially his interactions with Pyro about how he's not like you can be much more young man or whatever. Like You're he, a god among insects. A god, yes. That that's, line that's is the legendary. Line. You're a god <laughs> among insects. It, I don't know why, but in this movie he just... Feels more menacing too. Like, well, not menacing. I'll but tell you why. It's that prison it's like, breakout scene where he has this little bit of iron and he uh, kills yes. all these prison guards. He uses the uh, creates a plate. Creates a plate and he's standing on it. And <laughs> okay, all right, just hovering. I will over say though, the gap. Why does he do this? Because he's. It's not even like this. He crosses this. his arm because he's a beast. Like I, I thought it was funny how that's the, the power stand. That's the first clip on the DVD menu. What is? <laughs> It's just him, him hovering across the screen. <laughs> that was, no. That's just a power stand. He was so good. And the scene where all the soldiers are standing and the pins pull out of their grenades and oh they're just, gosh. they start exploding. Yes. Like he, I thought in the first one he was very intimidating. I disagreed with you then. And even in this one, he's even more intimidating. Yes, I agree. He's very good in this movie. Almost every, like, that's my thing. A lot, all of my criticisms with the first one were pretty much... Not, like I don't have many criticisms for this film. There's and there's not many things I have a problem with, except for one thing, which I wrote down in my least favorite scene. But we'll get to it when we get to it. Oh, I want to talk about more. Uh, I've got oh, yeah. one line from Stryker that I really liked. I Absolutely. liked when they locked up Cerebro. As Stryker was walking away, he said, shoot anyone who approaches, even if it's me. Because you know, he's, he's preparing for anything, and that's awesome. Except for Magneto. He didn't prepare for that. So... <laughs> uh, I liked Mystique's Mystique. Everything she had to do in this movie was fantastic. Yep. I loved uh, the computer scene when she goes down the stairs as the other girl with the claws. Uh, and then she gets out by disguising herself as the janitor. <laughs> and then him, he's like, walks whoa, past the janitor whoa. again. <laughs> that, that was good. My one issue with Mystique, and it's not even that big of an issue, is that she's not really a character so much as a plot device, mm -hmm. I think. She's used to accomplish certain things, and it's cool to see that happen, but she's not a character. She she I has agree. like three lines in this movie. And although one of those lines is with Nightcrawler, they actually have a really good interaction it's with It's a very, other. yeah. And he says, if you can change into any of these people, why wouldn't you just be normal like always? And she says... We shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. And I think they took that line and made that her entire character in the prequel X-Men movies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what went down. I oh, no, She that, said this good line here, so let's, exactly. uh, let's build on that. I think that's why Nightcrawler was in this movie, was to be that moral ambiguity person, that outsider looking in, trying to figure out what's going on, what side he should be on. Because uh, he... He has no experience with the X-Men before this movie. He's a new character, and um, I like his conversation with with uh, Storm. How yep. he basically asks her, is anger better than faith? And then we finally get that resolution at the end where um, uh, 
Storm is like, yes, you have to have, or do you have faith to go in? Because he can't see into this, into Cerebro. Uh, Nightcrawler needs to transport himself into Cerebro yeah. to save everybody. And uh, Storm knows it's okay, but he can't see. So he has to have faith. And I think that was a cool resolution to his character. Yes, they gave more to Storm through that relationship as well. Not too I, much, but I think it was it right. was enough. It was enough for this movie. They haven't perfected it, but this movie also has half an hour more screen time than the first one did. I did so feel they, it was longer, but they in a have good way. well, yeah, exactly. They have the time to give those characters more, and no one did they give it more to, and I think benefited from that than Famke Jensen who is so good in this movie. She's so good. Her sacrifice at the end and her playthrough through with uh, Logan and everything like that, I think their little relationship is great. Although I don't know if you'd call it really a relationship. Wolverine is just really in there because he really likes her. Is and, she giving him anything? And Like, is she teasing him at all? Or is no. It, is, it's all just Logan. It's all Logan. That's a good question. So, uh, I, I wrote that down in my notes. And Jean Grey said that she... It was it was her right when she said that she can't take home a bad boy or something like right. that. Um, Girls, it wasn't flirt with the bad boy. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't Mystique at that point. No, that's Mystique that was the goes next in scene. later. So, weird. I was that's I was wondering scene. like, does Jean like Logan back? Because it's very clear that they have this. They have an connection. attraction. They yeah. have an attraction for sure. But why does she prefer? Cyclops over Logan. And we don't really get that because we don't have enough character development with Cyclops. Right. So I think I think it's in the fact that Cyclops is a, a stable human being mm -hmm. who is not gonna like leave. Yeah, I think it's more of a moral thing for Jean. Like she can't right. go with Logan because he is this lone ranger driving off on his on <laughs> her own boyfriend's bike. <laughs> yeah. Which are they married? No. No. They're not Cyclops and are they not? Because I'm pretty sure I heard a line in this movie where it's like, I married a, a good one, I think, or something like that. No, they're not married. No, they're just boyfriend and girl. Okay, all right. Well, then that makes but, it But, yeah, I think better. if but, we can say these two movies have Because then, then Gene would have more of a reason to say no. Right. But you can tell that, like, I mean, when he kissed her, I mean, they didn't stop kissing for a while. So it's like, you can tell they have an attraction, but Gene is like, no, nah, I can't do this because... I would rather be with Cyclops. I loved her first appearance in this movie, and the music changed so much. When oh, she walks down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Wolverine. It, you can feel exactly what Wolverine is feeling yep. as, as she's going down those stairs towards him, and I think that was awesome. She's also given a lot to do in the movie. Like She makes the sacrifice at the end, yeah. like the sacrifice play. She ends the movie and saves everyone. And I guess maybe I'm just a sucker for that. And you get to see her power growing through mm -hmm. this series. Her power isn't – it's it's not perfect in the middle of the movie when they're in the plane and they have the missiles and planes coming after them. Yep. Um, she can't get all of them, and I think that's a good uh, character development. And also a cool thing is in the museum scene – She's getting all those flashes in her head. I think it's the museum yes. scene. Yep. And it's lines throughout the whole movie. Not just stuff that's happening yeah. in the movie. It's stuff that's going to happen in the movie. Oh, I didn't notice so that. That's it's, good. It's like her phoenix force is coming down and it's transcending the boundaries of time. Yeah, I thought that was really cool how they're setting up this Dark Phoenix plot for the amazing movie that is <laughs> Dark Phoenix. So <laughs> The amazing movie that is the next. Yeah. Can we talk about the now. intro scene real quick? The, the first scene when, when they're in the museum. Yeah, I guess it's not the first scene, but the first scene with the X Men. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so. That's in a museum, and uh, Bobby is no, not Bobby. Pyro is being bullied 
by these uh, dudes that want to light from a cigarette, and he's got the lighter. And Pyro's like, no, you go get your own or something stupid. And then he shoots him down. Bobby freezes uh, or freezes the fire. Then everybody freezes. Yeah. every Because uh, Professor X yeah. freezes everybody with his mind. And I, this is the first time we see that, right? Yeah. We get this multiple times in the movie, though, too. The coolest display of powers right here. Yep. And I love... Uh, that scene and also just shout out to every extra in there because I was eyeing everyone. I didn't see any movement in the Wanna why? Wanna why? Because they hired mimes. Did they? They hired mimes. No and, way. And that's yes, legit. So, yes, why? Awesome. Wow. They hired mimes. But even there was like a moving. child. There was like a four-year-old boy pointing. I know that guy mime kid. Mime. I, guess, <laughs> I guess you can start them young. <laughs> when does mime school start? Hey, but mime, like, mime family. But that scene's really cool because you have the wax statues of the Neanderthals behind them. Then you have the humans frozen. Mm-hmm. And then you have the X-Men. And oh. if you're tracking how, you know, the X-Men universe is. I didn't catch that. It's that the X-Men is the next stage the of evolution. human evolution. Yeah. So if you're tracking that, it's really cool to see. That is a great observation. I did not. That's good stuff, man. See, a lot. This is why I love doing this, guys. Because you just get so much more of an appreciation for the movies when you can sit down and talk about it. It's like it's like a book club, except it's way like just talking about it right now. I interesting. Wanna, I want to go home and rewatch this movie. You want to rewatch it? That, <laughs> I, I, really, I really liked X two. Like it was a really yeah. fun watch. I love the development that they had between Logan and Jean Grey. We already talked about it a little bit, but I just want to like because they keep going back to it, and it's awesome every time. Yep. When they're at the the camp outpost or whatever what you want to call it out in the woods um they get that conversation and it's just you know developing it further like should gene gray go with logan or should logan give it up Mm. and i I think that was really cool so well what do you think should he give it up or should it oh no i think he should keep going (laughs) i think he should give it up man i mean i think i think gene gray has been clear what she wants yeah, she wants Logan for sure. I think if one thing these movies <laughs> have failed at, the biggest failure of these first two is just Cyclops and his character yep. and lack of development because right now we all want her to be with Logan just because, because we don't have any Logan's Cyclops. our character, Logan's our guy. Mm-hmm. If we were given more Cyclops, we could see both sides of this and because yes. maybe Cyclops is, is a jerk to her. you know. Maybe, but what we've seen of him is he, we, yes. we haven't seen enough of him. And he's he's also number two, you know. He's number two after right. Charles Xavier, and we don't we don't get much of that. We get little hints, you know, because every car in the the garage is, is Cyclops's. But but that's what makes the ending so good is because you can tell that James Marsden does have acting chops. He yeah. can act his heart out and do good things with the role, but they just don't have enough time, or they just don't give him the time. To do that, with I love them. that breakdown scene at the end. It is good. Oh man, Hugh Jackman <laughs> is so good at being emotional, man. He, he really just knows is. how to get to that place. It's gonna be really fun when we see him next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Sonic Two, I, are we watching Sonic Two? Listen, I can't wait to talk about that, dude. So uh, excited. Do we have any more notes before we dive into favorite scenes, favorite characters, and then, uh, and then the, and then the score? Um, oh, can we talk about Bobby and Rogue? We haven't talked about them very much. Because that's, a that's like, one of the huge plot lines in this movie. Is it huge? I feel like that was kind of like... It's a, the character a, development. A, a secondary or even maybe a third, like, plot we line. We go to Bobby's know. house. 
We do, but it's not like the focal point. Their relationship is not mm-hmm. really the focal point. Well, what, what did you? I'd say it's what the weakest you... plot line for sure. Oh, for um, sure. I didn't like how Bobby continued to try to kiss Rogue, even though yeah, he knew it was going to happen. That's a good point. <laughs> he yeah, knew it was going to happen. It's like that's what makes the relationship so sweet is because they they can't take it to the next level. He's they like just, yeah. the ultimate abstinent king, so because <laughs> he just literally cannot <laughs> yeah, touch you her. That, you have that scene with Logan. He's talking to him. He's like, "Oh, so you guys are gay?" <laughs> it's like that. How that, do you guys? Uh, <laughs> it's like that Song of Solomon. Uh, Thing in youth group that we remember back in middle school when they had that Song of Solomon that case study yeah that case study <laughs> thing where they went through all the chapters and uh, they were like the no touch rule <laughs> like, you they can't even this, touch the girl this movie takes it because one one level. thing leads to another and you know. really when we did that they should have highlighted Bobby in this film yeah they should have shown us X two but really. I mean even with all the <laughs> Even with all the restrictions, they Bobby still crossed that line. Man. Oh man, really I thought that was did. cool how how he had the he he lined his lips with the ice. I guess he found a way through, and I thought that's that was a cool a cool thing. I oh, do okay. think Bobby in this movie cool. was, had some really cool scenes. cool things. And, like I love in this movie they cool. they say like icy things. They nice. <laughs> okay, I get you ice. Now. I get you. Yeah, if I say it enough times, I get you now, <laughs> like. But they, um, <laughs> no, they, they give him enough to do. And also they highlight that not every mutant, not every ability is like a gift. Like, sure, we see Logan with self-healing powers. We see Magneto, he can control metal. Mm-hmm. But you got Rogue. She can't touch nobody. Like, she can, that's a big sacrifice. You have do with a tongue. Like, what is that? You have oh, tongue yeah. X-Men. I forgot about you that. Have it's the next generation of frog. You have, toad, uh, toad you have the first evolution. <laughs> T- TV channel changing eyeballs guy. <laughs> what kind of a he, power is he that, He must be bro? able to manipulate electricity or something. Or radio and that's why he's up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, he's like, I never sleep. And, and that's another reason why Nightcrawler's cool, too. Because he's that... He's one of the first ones where we have that, is it a gift or is it a curse? Because we have that mm-hmm. interaction with Mystique, and Mystique tells her, tells him, you know, should I transform? Why would I? This is who I am. Yeah. So uh, we kind of get that because Nightcrawler wants to be normal. He wants to be normal. He's been in the circus his whole life. <laughs> I, I love how he never really gets to say Nightcrawler because Wolverine cuts him off. He's like, you know, back in Munich, I was, yeah. I was in the called the Incredible. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care, Nightcrawler. Shut it. <laughs> Wolverine's just so great. Anything else? Do we want to mention anything else before we get into it? I did think when the, uh, when the, also I think having your big base in a dam is kind of uh, not the smartest. A little strange. Yeah. A little strange. <laughs> why didn't why didn't Logan? That base is huge. Why didn't Logan it see anything strange. at Alakai Lake Alakai? Lake Alakai is a huge place. That I mean, it, like it's it's very important to the plot. I'll say that. For all of X Men, this is, is where actual, is this an actual place in yeah, the world? Yeah, it's, it's a real place. Oh, is it really? And oh. I think so. When I was watching uh, WandaVision, mm. that post credit scene, it looked oh, yeah. like Alakai Lake. They didn't no confirm way. it. They didn't say it, but it looked like it. The first instinct was, "Oh, that's Alakai Lake right there." I thought that's where they were going with it, but they didn't that say anything like that. So that would be very interesting. Alk- Alkali Lake? If they some, I think it is Alkali. Alkali, because like Alkali. When you said that, I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a real place in Canada. Mm. So probably in Alberta, Canada. 
Uh, British Columbia. Inter- oh, British Columbia. Oh, well, yeah, when, yeah. The, when the dam was breaking and the, the hallway was flooding with water, I just got... It reminded me of the Snyder Cut, that, oh. that sequence underwater. I don't know what you're talking about. Comes in. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, sorry, spoilers. I love how yeah. all, all the X-Men are trying to escape through that, and Logan is running. He's trying to beat them to it, and he stabs the controls, and it all closes, and <laughs> you don't want to go that way, and then the water yeah. starts falling through. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was good stuff, man. Anything else you guys think of? I, f- I forgot my notes at home. I really wish I, <laughs> I know. I had my notes. I had some pretty good ones. That's um, all good. No, I, I just, I, we hit on the major stuff. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we uh, gave Colossus. Stanley cameo. Is there Stanley cameo? No, I didn't see one. Did you? <gasps> Look that up. I Stanley didn't think I, I don't think I saw one either. X two. He's not an X. He doesn't make an appearance. Why not? He was in the first one. Why did he miss this one? Are you keeping track of that in our our spreadsheet? Oh, I should. I should. I'll, I'll write. Yeah, let me let me add another thing to the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be cool to to keep track of that if you want to. Well, we're at three but right now. Yeah, we are at three. Yes. Interesting. Oh, he's not in Days of Future. He's not in any of the prequel ones either. Interesting. He's in X Men, Last Stand, Deadpool, Apocalypse, um, No Good Deed, which is a, a short film before Logan, and he's in Deadpool Two. Whoa, No Good Deed. I haven't seen that. Is this legit? Yeah. Like, is this a, a legit made by Fox? Yeah, it came out. It was like the short film before Logan. How long is it? What With who, Deadpool? Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, oh, that's the trailer for Deadpool Two. That's what that is. <laughs> Why do they say it's a short film? Holy catfish! <laughs> that's the I one. Was like, that's the one where, where Stanley's getting beat up in an alley, me and me then <laughs> Deadpool can't get into his that, costume. Okay, I have seen that. Okay, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, is there stuff I have not seen with Deadpool that was, and Wolverine? Yeah. What? <laughs> All right, that makes sense. All right, let's let's do. Uh, okay, what's first? Let's do negatives because there's not really a lot. Uh, least favorite scene or something you don't like in this mm, movie. Okay. I have mine if you want me to go first, unless either of you have something you really don't like. Really just Bobby trying to force himself on Rogue, and Rogue's <laughs> like, No, I can't. I'll kill you. Bobby's like, I don't care. I, I'm too cool. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say force because that makes it sound like it's like, Unconsensual. Let I me mean, make it straight. I mean, no, no. She wants to. You yeah, can I know tell that they want to. So she doesn't want to kill A little him. bit less creepy. It's just it <laughs> well, is strange. Well, the same thing with the Logan and Jean kiss. Logan yeah. forces himself on her, like mm, pretty. That's true. Pretty harshly. That's oh, the true. the mystique scene where she goes into his tent. That made me kind of uncomfortable. I don't. Well, I was well, like, and she's like, you okay. know what I want. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Did I was like, hey, Gene, I don't. Rem- I didn't remember you being this. Because <laughs> then she changes into Storm, and then Rogue. I thought that was messed up. I was like, what? <laughs> what is going? Why? This is one of the, the coolest scene, villains of all time. She, <laughs> it was pretty strange. It's like, hey, I can be anyone you want, Logan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, was that was, was kind of weird. Fitter character, though. It was just a weird thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's something that I don't like. Because a lot, like I said, a lot of this movie is really good. I don't mm-hmm. have many complaints from it. I really don't. Except for one line that Storm delivers in this movie. Uh, she has a really bad line in here. And she says, she's controlling the jet when Jean Grey is controlling. Like, if you go back and rewatch that scene... In the line that she delivers, the way she delivers it is so bad. 
that is my least favorite part of this movie. Just that one line. Yeah, I didn't like the jet sequences very much. I thought that it was kind of weird that they fly this big old jet around. And <laughs> it's comics, man. Yeah, you, it's you comics. It. Ethan, do you have something you really don't like in this movie? Or a least favorite scene? I, it's weird. I don't really have anything that jumps out at me. I just, I just wish we got more of a Colossus rescuing the children. I think True. that would have been a cool sequence. And this whole movie, it just... So much in this movie, they're just planting the Easter eggs to make... When we watch Logan later, that movie. Oh, they're gonna say when we watch Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like you have a sequence of him rescuing all the children mm. in uh, the school. It's very Logan esque. Yeah, and Professor mm -hmm. X, his whole deal. Yeah, he is a danger to society. He shouldn't be around people if that was, you know, it, that's the whole plot of Logan is trying to keep him under control while they can find help for him. I can't wait. There's so many movies that I'm excited to just watch and talk about, man. So according but, to our schedule right now, that I've, it, it's a rough schedule. But, yeah, when uh, do we get Logan? Logan is... <laughs> where's that at? It was before Deadpool 2, right? February 5th through 11th in 2023. Whoa. When is Avengers Infinity War or Endgame? 2023. Yeah. Wow. March and... Is it March? Uh, May. May in 2023, dude. But it'll be even later because I have we'll to add be, DC movies and we'll stuff be, to this list too. We'll be covering that film when it like in timeline because no, it takes be place in 2023. Oh, dude, it takes place in 2023, five years later. Oh, that we'll, we'll be covering it in 2023. Yeah. That is going to be cool. I mean, it's not going to change it very much, but yeah. and it's it a cool X2, little X two. Yes, so, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a lot more movies to focus on. Yes, yes. <laughs> Favorite character in this movie, the character that you really related to the most, is it going to be a Wolverine, Are we sweep? To say Wolverine? Like like last <laughs> week, I'm not going to say Wolverine because it's not your favorite, or because you don't want no, to. No, because I legitimately have a favorite character here. other than here. Wolverine. My favorite character in this movie is Jean Grey. Oh. I think she does really well in this movie. Now that's not to say that Hugh Jackman doesn't give a fantastic performance. I just was so like right there with. Jean Grey, especially at the end, it's my favorite scene as well. Jean's death and how it's handled, it's just so well and how much she relates to this team and is like a core member, how she is mentored by Charles, the foil that she is to both her boyfriend and <laughs> Logan, it's just so good. All of that, she she delivers all of those performances and scenes so well. That's that's my favorite character. I think she could have... Uh, they could have developed that scene at the end with uh, evil Cyclops because he was taken over by the serum. Uh, oh, I think yeah, that they could have yeah. developed that a bit more to be more dramatic with Gene versus Cyclops. Well, like we said, the first two movies would have had to lay the groundwork. Yeah. They kind of brushed over it. To make that right. scene dramatic. Mm -hmm. They kind of brushed over it and Gene just like... Pummels him or something. <laughs> uh, she is one of the most powerful. That's for sure. No, no, she is the most powerful. I think she's. I think. Patrick, I think she's up there with Scarlet Witch. I think Patrick Stewart's the most powerful out of all of them. I'm no, she sure. takes over Patrick Stewart. No, I but like like power. If we're going power levels, I think I think Patrick Stewart might be. I think canonically, Jean Grey is more powerful. Is it? I think she is. She just when know she how to gets the it. Phoenix Force, I think then then she is the most powerful. She has the Phoenix Force in her. 
She but had it in she, her. She doesn't have it away or something. She's still yeah. developing it yeah. fully. So I think in this movie, Patrick Stewart is still the most powerful. Okay. But I mean, both of them, absolutely, you're right. They're because she gets up the there. Phoenix Force twice in her life. She gets it early on when she's in her teens, and mm. then she gets it later in. Uh, uh, we'll see but it here. Different timeline. Absolutely. Yeah. Different time. Different timeline. Oh no, no, that still happened in this timeline though. <laughs> It happened in both. I'm pretty sure. I right. You're telling me that there's a different timeline, but I am really confused now because I thought it was all the same thing. I've looked at the graph before of someone trying to calculate the the timeline. <laughs> all of right, all right. Like, let's let's pull this up like real 16 quick. Sixteen different branches. Holy catfish! Look, go to images. Go to images. Now I got it right here. He's got it, man. There's the. It's been really, really confusing. Oh, they don't have the graph. All right, all right. Back to back to images, quick. <laughs> Hold on here. Let's see what we got here. All right, yeah. This is what it looks like. So it goes X Men to oh Days of Future passes the is early. the first for both of them. Yeah. So that starts in 1962, and then I think that's a first class is before Future forward. Past though. If we're looking at the the past timeline. Yeah. Right? So it resets at uh, Days of Future Past. And then it goes back to the 70s. So before uh, Wolverine is created with the adamantium. And then it ends at Logan. So Logan is in the separate timeline too. Dude, th even this graph is confusing. They have the arrow pointing yeah. across. Yeah. They have an arrow pointing three different ways. <laughs> Yeah, the the timeline splits. The, the, the timeline splits Fox at Days of Future Past. Five, yeah, I can, I guarantee because all of the X Men die at the end of Days of Future uh, at the beginning of Days of Future Past. Whoa! And then what? it goes to this I don't one. remember that. Yeah, yeah, they're all oh, in that, peril. Yeah. and that's like the whole thing. That's why they go into the that's past. That's why they go back because they need to prevent this. Holy cow! It's awesome. I, I love Days of Future. I Past. remember loving that movie, but I have no recollection of that. I love how they they completely flip the timeline thing. It's not chronological. I'm so tired of chronological timelines, man. I like confusing timelines where you gotta you gotta piece them together like this, and then once it makes sense, it's like, oh, this is awesome. Interesting. So, uh, New Mutants and Dark Phoenix are part of that other timeline. If you I guess. like confusing timelines? I got a show for you. Yeah, man. what's that called? <laughs> Lost. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> All right, back to favorite characters. Ethan, your favorite character in this movie. I'm gonna go with my boy Ian McKellen. I think Magneto in this movie and the way Ian plays him is just awesome. His his sequence breaking out of prison is great. And just uh, him, you see him building his team of the, the brotherhood of evil mutants, you know. You get Pyro joining the team at the end of this. And just a few few lines of delivery in this movie, I think he just nails on the head. That is a solid pick. Definitely won't argue with you for that one. Logan. Like a, <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll say it to everyone. I'll no, say it to no, everyone. No, no, no. Logan is your I picked Magneto thinking you were picking Logan. I, well, we already talked about Logan. So I'm going to talk about <laughs> Mystique because I love what Mystique did in this movie. Uh, I loved how um, she snuck in as Logan into the base. Yes, yeah. I thought that was sick. And then Striker's like, I know my creation. This isn't mine. Shoot it. Kill it now. And then she escapes and uh, slides underneath the door, flips him off. The fight <laughs> scenes with her are really good. Yeah. Even in the first film. But you'd say she's your favorite character in this well, movie? Yeah, you know, second favorite. Logan. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. I gotcha. But yes, absolutely. I agree. Mystique is a great... I think she gets the best spot in this movie. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. She does a great job. Solid picks, boys. I like that Wolverine doesn't just get the She's sweep, so individual though. in this movie, too. She doesn't need anybody. 
She's doing everything for Magneto. And that's the great thing about the X-Men franchise is every X-Men, every mutant is just so uniquely interesting Mm -hmm. when they do it right. That is the major way that Marvel needs to take it. Like, do they do they go and like make separate movies for each one of these guys, like they did with the Avengers, or do they just go with like? Well, they were planning on it. There's the X Men. There's the X Men Origins comic series where they do all these origins. Yeah, but I'm and talking then, about like movies. Like they, as cool as comics are, having that tie in, like that was really messy when they tried to do that with the sequels. And try to make sense of the things that happened in those movies. Because general audiences aren't going to read the comics. You need to tell that on screen for yeah. people to care, you know? I think they were planning on because of that Origins Well, they title. were. Because X-Men Origins. Because why would they name a movie X-Men Origins exactly. Wolverine and then the next movie would be The Wolverine? Why would they do that? That's Mag- so Magneto was supposed to get an Origins mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Professor X was supposed to get an Origins film. And then Wolverine did horrible at the box office. And then they just made, and then they just made first class, which is supposedly one of the best ones. I remember not really. It was good. Enjoying that. I remember. Much. I don't know. You get the the cheesy X Men dialogue seeping into the first class from my record. Is that yeah? You yeah, get okay. college age Professor X. You get a not to talk too much about, it, but you get a scene where every uh, all the the new class of X Men are giving themselves their X Men names. Oh yes, they're in that white. Yes, yes, I remember that. There are yep. some cringe parts. Yep. There's a uh, there. They those prequel movies. They put in a lot of uh, really awesome characters with huge potential, and then kill them right off. Like, uh, well, what's his name? The dude that uh, adapts to his surroundings just explodes. Absorbing man. No, is that no? Who it is? I think we already talked about this dude in another podcast, and I couldn't remember him. Um, uh, what, what, Darwin, Darwin, X Men. Darwin. Yes, Darwin. He explodes because the best way for him to adapt to the situation is oh. to kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember this actually. Yes. Anyway, yes. Okay. Mystique for Micah, um, Jean Grey for me, and then uh, Magneto. Magneto for uh, Ethan. Yeah. I'm saying Mystique because I think this is the last movie where we get a good Mystique. So, well, I think there she's really given a lot. They're really, she's really given a lot in the prequel. They give films. Jennifer Lawrence a good amount. Like, oh, yeah. I would say well, she's Jennifer Lawrence comes around. She's again. probably the main character of those movies. Like they we'll switch see. it up from Wolverine. Yeah, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Mm. Let's do favorite scene. My favorite scene is just the school raid. I think everything mm. that goes into that, you have just the the troops storming the school at night and everyone is sleeping. Like, you're never more confused than when you first wake up. <laughs> That's the truth. And I just oh love the lead-up to that scene, too. You have Bobby and Logan bonding, and uh, Bobby uh, cools yeah. down Logan's drink for him. There's an alternate uh, scene in that. So uh, I was watching the European version, and when he goes up to grab a Dr. Pepper out of the cabinet, Bobby says soda instead of Dr. Pepper. Oh, really? Yeah, it's still Dr. Pepper. I think he just says just soda in the, in the version I watched, too. Oh, they do the, he says there's soda in the cabinet. Huh. I don't recall this. On IMDb here, it says uh, says the European version is soda, Ugh, and then the stupid American IMDb. version is Dr. Pepper. What does this movie have on IMDb? What's the score for oh, this film? Let me uh, pull up my spreadsheet That's where I have all of the scores. Is it 7.4? 7.4, you think? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, let's do our scores first. Well, hold, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't want to say I, I don't want to say the scores first. Okay. So the 
We'll school it school raid is yours. I mean, I've already said mine. It's Jean's death. I think it's handled so well with mm -hmm. the emotions that she portrays, not only her, but with Wolverine and Cyclops. That whole scene is fantastic. We kind of already went into it. Micah, your favorite scene? Um, I really liked the <laughs> the fight scene between him and uh, Logan. I guess it's supposed to be who. Logan and the other girl who has the adamantium. Ooh, yes. Jubil cool. Jubilation. Jubilation. Yep. I thought that was cool. Uh, any any parts of backstory we get with Logan is cool. The flashbacks, uh, all hinting at X-Men Origins. Wolverine. Yes. Um, I really liked how she has the healing capabilities, too. I thought that was... I'm pretty sure she was another version of like a Wolverine mm -hmm. deal, like an experiment by Stryker. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get more information on that in X Men Origins, but yeah, I, I like that scene. It was pretty cool. Very nice. Lady Deathstrike is her name. Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, I, do I wrote that down on my notes, up. but I don't. <laughs> Dang it! All right, Lady Deathstrike. That's who it is. Yes. Lady with long nails is Lady Deathstrike. All right. Oh, uh, and she cracks her. Her bones. Oh, yeah. I cringed at that quite a bit. She kept doing scene, that, though. Yeah. She's like... And she goes... Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all she does. She does that, and then she's really good at flipping around and slashing Wolverine. Oh, and I liked how she wasn't on Stryker's side. She starts to come to, and she's oh, like... Oh, yeah. She just starts looking at herself like, where am I? What? What's going on? And then Stryker hits her with serum again. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, like, hey, like where did she come from? It's very tragic. The villains in these movies, you have Jason, you know, and that who uh, Stryker is using mm. for his will, and then you have yeah. um, Lady Deathstrike, who is we realize is being manipulated the whole and movie. And Magneto's which, backstory too. Yeah, every every with, villain which, story has but their the yeah Deathstrike being influenced by Stryker really makes the the tank scene. You know, when she gets filled with adamantium and dies in the tank, like so much more tragic. Mm. Yeah. It's live by the tank, die by the tank. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I think it's that time. Oh, I boy. think I think we do our scores. spreadsheet. Uh, so I've got my score. I did it right when I saw it. I I knew it right away. Um, I had a score too, but I think and, I'm going to change it. And I have it at, and it's not changed. Yeah, I I have it there, and I, I I'm going to keep it there. It's a seven point five. Mm. I think this movie is really, really good. It's not just a seven. It's a seven and a half. I don't think it reaches eight yet, even though I... So I have no complaints, really, with the movie, except for that one dialogue scene, but I, I don't really count that against the movie, you know? It's just there are many movies that are elevated, but this is overall just a really solid movie. For X-Men, as X-Men goes, it really was right up there for me. The first one, I think I gave it a six and a half. This gains a full point. And I think many of my criticisms for that first one were uh, done away with. As as I said, Jean Grey has done really well. Wolverine is expanded upon further. Magneto is great. I think the villain, William Stryker, is really, really good in this movie. And I think overall, it's just a really solid movie. So for me, it's a 7.5. Do you, Ethan, do you have your score? Man, I I think I'm going seven point five two. I have so I have Spider Man as my number one movie in this watcher right now, and I yep. also have that at a seven point five. So Ooh, interesting. I know I aspects of this film I think are significantly better than Spider Man, and aspects of Spider Man I think are um, better than this film. Mm. But I don't, I can't say I like one more than the other because sure in Spider Man you have the Easter eggs planted, which are 
so much better and the reward in No Way Home is awesome. But in this one, the eggs that are planted, you get rewarded mm. in Logan. So it's both like these yes. films, like both they lead to something. But I'm tying this with Spider-Man right now and I just think all the action is just great. And everything with Logan and his character development is awesome. The other characters, they do fall short for me, just some of them. And I do think they do have to dumb down their powers in a few scenes. I think in the jet scene, uh, they uh, could have gotten out of that. The missile strike a little easier. Yeah. I think uh, Nightcrawler could have done something or Storm could have done a little more with Lightning or Jean Grey. I know she was struggling with her power in that scene, but... Yeah, other than that, like, I, I thought all the action was awesome. Nothing stands out to me that just being terrible in this movie. And it's, it's not, not eight yet, but I think it's really good. It's two 7.5 so far. Micah, well, where's, it gonna ha where's, it, where's it going for you? <laughs> uh, but right after I watched this movie, I put it at a 7.3. I'm not going oh, okay. with 7.3 yet. Uh, but I, I thought that it was better than the first X-Men, just mm -hmm. by a little bit. Okay. Because I, I like how they developed more on all these characters. Right. They, they had better... Um, everything was just better. I loved it. Uh, but was it better than my next movie, which was Blade 2? And where does it compare to that? So Blade mm -hmm. 2, I put it at a 7.6. Mm -hmm. X-Men was at a 7.2. So I figured it'd be somewhere in the middle between there. So I was like, all right, 7.3, smack dab in the middle. But then I was thinking during this podcast, I was like, this is... I think it's more towards Blade 2. I'd say that the, uh, you know, all the characters, like I said, I'll, I'll talk more about negatives because we already talked about positives. That it doesn't quite reach an 8 because of uh, some scenes with Storm. I think that a lot of the scenes with Storm kind of dragged. Uh, when she was in the church with uh, Nightcrawler, I thought that was, it could have gone a little faster. I thought that scene took too much time. Um, I think that she could have had more character development. I want to hear more about Storm because mm -hmm. she's so interesting to me. The Her powers are so cool. She can control the weather. There's so much potential with that. And I think that's awesome that it's there, but I don't think it's awesome that they're not touching it at all. Yep. Agree. So, I agree with that. That's yeah. a good point. Um, Cyclops. They need to talk more about Cyclops. Um, other characters. We got more Mystique. We got more Magneto. We got Stryker. Stryker is one of the most interesting villains yeah, in the series. Um, we got more Logan, obviously. Uh, we got the interesting connection between uh, Pyro and Magneto, where he gets Pyro to join his side. Um, we get uh, we get Bobby, and Bobby isn't as cool, but we get his family life. We get to see how his brother betrays him and instantly calls the cops for some reason. And it's like, they're holding us hostage. We cannot leave. <laughs> no, that was, yeah. It, it, little things, little things. Yeah. So, yeah, I would put it at a 7.5. Oh. No way. <laughs> we are unanimous in this we film. We are X-Men United. 7.5. We, we are united in this film. <laughs> Very nice. That's awesome. Very That's nice. Awesome. 7.5. All right. So where does that rank overall? Where does that put... Because uh, I guess we, we have seven films now. Yeah, we've ranked. we are at seven films. Seven I know place. that Howard the Duck Howard the Duck at 4.1. Yep. We got sixth place, um, Daredevil Director's Cut, 4.4. That was last week's. Don't yeah. don't miss that episode. That one was pretty good. Yeah. Not the movie, but the, uh, the episode. The episode, <laughs> yes. The episode's good. Yeah. Uh, we got Blade, 6.9. And then X-Men, 6.93. Six, okay. Just barely putting it over Blade. 
And then uh, after that, we've got, I'm going to have to make a list where it's everything yeah, right, in order because I'm, I'm looking up and down. Then we've got Blade 2 at 7.3, X2 at 7.5, and Spider-Man at 7.9. So first place, Spider-Man, second place, That's X2, third place, that. Blade 2. I'm with that. That's good stuff. Yeah. That is really good stuff. I man. think that, that 7 range is, once, once we give it a 7, it would be a movie I'd watch again. Yeah, yeah. So all these movies, X-Men, Spider-Man, Blade 2, X2, I'd watch these movies again, for sure. Absolutely. I think we've got a really, really good list going. I've got it pulled up. So uh, IMDb gives this a 7.4. Ooh. Dude, we're right in line. And then, I've noticed that our scores for these films really reflect the IMDb scores. They're not too close, actually. I'll, Are they I'll not look close? At these. Our closest one so far has been Daredevil. Uh, that was out of 42-43. For Metacritic and then Rotten Tomatoes Critic. Okay. So uh, Metacritic score for this movie is a 68. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes Critic is 85. Audience at 85. Nice. Okay. That's I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite say it's an 8, though. I, I, would, I don't think so either. Mm. I think, I think the, 8s are movies that you would watch over and over again. That's true. And then 9s are almost perfect. Yeah. Okay. They have everything. They've got emotion. They've got character development. They've got... Um, Content. They've got action. They've got romance. They've got everything. Uh, eights are they check almost all the boxes, but mm. there's still some spots where just, yeah, right. Just and then sevens are I'd watch that again. Yep. You know they're they're good. They're really good movies. I agree. So next week we are doing Hulk. Well, Hulk is our next. Oh film. Wait, yeah yeah never mind. But Doctor Strange is next week. We've got tickets for. Um, I believe we have it for. Oh, hey, what are you? Ooh, hey, all my one night orders are shipping. Let's go right now. <laughs> that is epic. But no, yes, next week we are going to be covering Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness. <laughs> Don't look at that. There's, a, there's quite a bit, man. There was like six orders I put. <laughs> okay, straight up. If you don't know what Whatnot is, it's an app that basically anyone can go on there and sell anything they want live. It's basically live. Hey, we're not eBay. sponsored. What are you doing here? I'm not sponsoring <laughs> them. I'm just he saying. He's trying to. You're start. sponsoring them. Well, yes. I, let me <laughs> let me just clarify though. Every one of those buys were three dollars or below. So oh, they okay. were selling a lot. It was a lot of good deals, man. I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> Alright, so but before Multiverse of Madness, Moon Knight finale. So yes, okay. So let me let me just kind of yeah, we got a timeline for next week. This this we've got a lot coming out. This will be up on Monday. We are also having a pre-show for Doctor Strange that will be out sometime next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about all our theories, in-depth, in-depth uh, predictions. Mm-hmm. I think Mike has written out a whole list, which I, That's I think you home. forgot. I think you forgot <laughs> that one. That's okay. We've got our predictions. We all know what we want to see. So that will be coming out soon. We're also going to be covering the full film. We're seeing it Thursday night. We may even have a podcast for you Friday, but we're still going to work that out. And then we are also uh, – Hulk is also coming up the week after that. So that is the next film to keep on your watch through, and I think Ethan's got some stuff to say about that. Yeah, so just to clarify, we're watching Hulk 2003. Don't watch The Incredible Hulk from, uh, what is it, 07? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, so. That won't be for a while, The Incredible Hulk. That's not till like, 
Yeah, just, just to Man. avoid confusion. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This movie is available on Peacock, and you can also rent or buy it on Amazon. Yeah, it's like 15 bucks for the 4K Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> How do you know that, Micah? Uh, well, you know. I, also, they, they've got The Punisher and Punisher Warzone in 4K. Why oh. would they make those movies in 4K and not The Last Samurai? I'm sorry. They have not 4K'd my boy Last Samurai yet, but it's, they 4K it's, Hulk it's weird from they, 2003. They do 4K... Uh, they do 4K Blade 1, and then 2 and Trilogy are just regular Blu-rays. And they wouldn't do 4K Daredevil or 4K X-Men. There's no... I don't think there's a 4K X-Men so, set. That's so interesting. Like, why... I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's the way that they filmed it or the cameras that they used. I don't know. I but don't know, you said we can watch that Pe Peacock, did you say? Yeah, For Peacock. Streaming? Uh huh. Okay. And a brief synopsis of it is Bruce Banner, a genetics researcher with a tragic past, suffers an accident that causes him to transform into a raging green monster when he gets angry. Sounds like Hulk. Huh. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds pretty similar. Right? Indeed. And none of us have seen the movie? I have never when, seen it. When is he angry? Is he, does he tell us a time when he's angry? He's always angry. <laughs> I'll, always I'll just angry. tease us with this, you know. This, uh, <laughs> oh, oh wow. I got this picture. I heard up. that the director wow. is the reason why that movie was made. There's a, there's something about the director. Like he's a famous director. Is it Air oh, jeez. Uh, All right. Anyway, he doesn't yeah. look too All right. terrible. <laughs> so yeah, X two at a seven point five. X two seven point five. It's our second best film on the list so definitely far. Definitely watch this one. Definitely. This oh, yeah, no, this was a good film. I def definitely recommend it from all of us, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, gentlemen, I think that does it. For now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan. This is Micah. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. <laughs>